This reads in Hebrew, Wayehi Avram, Ben Tishaim Shana, We Tesha Shanim. And when Abraham was 99 years old, 99 years old, Wayera Yehovah El Avram, the Lord appeared to Avram, Wayomer Elau, and said to him, Ani El Shaddai, Hit Halek Lefanai. Walk before me and be thou perfect. Walk. Walk before me and be perfect. Let me show you guys by looking at one Hebrew word. Let me switch my screen for a second. I'm about to show y'all just by looking at one Hebrew word that the Hebrew Bible teaches that the God we looking for dwells within us. We're going to look at one Hebrew word. That's it. And I'm going to prove to you that the Hebrew Bible and the Hebrew language is in fact teaching us that the God that we are praying to the God that we are searching for dwells right inside of us. But don't take that statement for it. Let me prove it to you. The word we are going to look at is the second word, which is heat halek. Heat halek. That's spelled hey, tav, hey, lamed, kav, sufit. Heat halek. If there's anyone in here that's familiar with biblical Hebrew, right? If there's anyone here that's familiar with biblical Hebrew, you know for a fact that biblical Hebrew has what we call seven major verb stems. That's seven major verb stems. One of those seven major verb stems is a verb stem that we call the heat pa'el Hebrew verb stem. That's the heat pa'el Hebrew verb stem. These are the seven major Hebrew verb stems. These are the seven major Hebrew verb stems. You have the pa'al stem, pl, and hefil. All three of these verb stems belong to what we call the active Hebrew verb stems. All three of this, these verb stems belong to what we call the active Hebrew verb stems. And by active, what we mean is the subject of the sentence is carrying out some kind of action. The subject of the sentence is carrying out some type of action. Then we have what's called passive Hebrew verb stems. Then we have what's called passive Hebrew verb stems. Passive Hebrew verb stems lets us know that someone else is doing something to the subject of the sentence, or i.e., the subject of the sentence is receiving the action and not doing the action. So all of the passive Hebrew verb stems, of which there are three, they denote anything that someone is doing to the subject of the sentence, and the active verb stems, of which there are three, they denote anything that the subject of the sentence is doing. All right, now I'm gonna make the screen even bigger so I can really teach. The verb stem in the middle 
is called or what is called or is what we call the heat pael verb stem. The heat pael verb stem. Everybody listen to that word. The heat pael verb stem. That's the one that is dead smack in the middle. Everybody see where it says reflexive? Dead smack in the middle all the way at the top. Below that is a Hebrew word and below that is an English word, heat pael. Remember that, because when I open back the Tanakh, the Bible, it's going to apply to what I'm showing you, and then it's going to reveal what I've been saying to you. It's going to reveal what I've been saying to you. So three active verb stems, three passive verb stems, and then we have the reflexive verb stem. If I was to really get super technical, I could tell you that there's another reflexive verb stem, and that's the nifal stem on the passive side. The nifal verb stem can be both passive as well as reflexive, depending upon the context of the sentence. So heat pael is unique because the heat pael verb stem represents any action that the subject of the sentence is doing to themselves or causing to themselves. The heat pael Hebrew verb stem denotes any action that the subject of the sentence is doing to themselves or causing to themselves. All right. Any action which a subject is doing to themselves or causing to happen to themselves. In Genesis 17, verse 1, which I'll read again, it says, Wayera Yehovah El Avram, and the Lord said to Abram, why your mayor allow? Excuse me. And the Lord appeared to Abram. Why your mayor allow? And said to him, "Ani el Shaddai, I am God Almighty. He talek lefanai ye tamim. Walk before me and be thou perfect." The word walk is the word heat halek. But guys, what did y'all just hear me say? about what we call the heat pael verb stem. The heat pael verb stem denotes any action that the subject of the sentence is doing by themselves to themselves. The subject of the sentence is doing to themselves. So if the word for walk is in what we call the heat pael verb stem, then it's not actually saying walk with me. That's a mistranslation. That's a poor translation. What it's actually saying is walk with yourself before me and become perfect. I'm going to say that again. The heat pael verb stem denotes any action that the subject of the sentence is doing to themselves or causing to happen to themselves. So if the word halak, the verb halak, which means to walk, if that's placed in the heat pael verb stem, so that now we have heat halak, it's actually saying walk with yourself. Not walk with God, but walk with yourself. So ask yourself this question. Why would the Bible say walk with yourself before the Lord and become perfect? Why doesn't it simply say walk with God? Halak Elohim. It could have said, Halek im, ha Elohim, walk with God, but it doesn't. 
it says, walk with yourself before God. What is it telling you? The God that you're searching for dwells within you. That's why it's saying walk with yourself because that God is inside of you. The more you align yourself with the creator to where you have perfect synchronicity, where we're walking together as if we are one and the same person, that is how we attain righteousness. That is how we attain holiness. We have to have spiritual dexterity to the extent that we are in perfect synchronicity with the creator. When God says, walk with us, excuse me, when God says, walk with me, that's not like how we be doing in the streets, how we be in the mall with our family. I gave this example to my Hebrew class last night. Can you imagine a father and his children walking through the mall? Children are way ahead of him. I could tell y'all what I do. Where the hell y'all going? I'm, I know y'all see me all the way over here. Back up. But Abba, where we going is we, we already close to the destination. I know we already walking into this, this, that destination. But y'all wait ahead of me. What if somebody snatch you behind? And by the time I get to you, the damage is already done. What if somebody trip you? What if somebody try to disrespect you? When you're perceived as a child, as being alone, you are prey. So I tell my children, you got to walk with me. And that don't mean that you way ahead. And to my son, cause he love to do this, he be way behind. That don't mean that you way behind. I want you to walk with me like a Chinese military cadence. When my leg move, your goddamn leg move. When my arm swing, your arm swing. Zion, is that serious? Is that goddamn serious? We in 2021. Is that serious? We in 2021. When I move, you move. That's the kind of synchronicity that the God of the Bible is talking about when he says, walk with me. We're walking together so knitly together that it's as if one person is walking. And the deeper sense of that is it's pronounced in what we call the hipael verb sense, verb stem, which denotes any action the subject of the sentence is doing to themselves. So God is not saying, walk with me, Abraham, and become perfect. He said to Abraham, walk with yourself before me and become perfect. Why did he say walk with yourself? Because God dwells within Abraham, just like God dwells within you. So in saying walk with yourself, he was saying walk with God. It's the same thing. Again, pointing out the fact that the God of the Bible that we think is external to us is dwelling right within us. The Hebrew word for prayer is also in the hitpael verb stem. When you want to say pray in biblical Hebrew, there's a number of ways you can say it, but the classical way we know it as in the Torah is hitpalel. Hitpalel. The shoresh or the root, palal, that means to judge. So if I could teach you something, when a person is praying, they're judging themselves. Every time you pray, you're making a judgment. Why? How are you judging yourself? How is that a fact? Because you see, when you're on a podium before a live audience, you could grab that microphone and tell any goddamn lie you want. Because though none of these people in the audience actually know you like that. 
So man is not at his most honest when he's before an audience that doesn't get to follow him home at night, that doesn't get to walk with him throughout the day to see if he practices what he preaches. So when you get before an audience, you can sell them whatever you sell them. But in the comforts of your own home, with arms outstretched, praying to the divine one, you can't tell no lies there because you know that he knows the thoughts and imaginations of your heart. That's the one person you know you can't lie to. That's why every time we're, pray, we're praying, we're making a judgment upon ourselves. We're judging ourselves. Because when you earnestly pray to the creator, you know you can't lie. You have to tell the truth. And now that you're forced to tell the truth, you're forced now to confront your demons. So you're judging yourself. But watch what's so deep about that as well. Because that whole concept of prayer in biblical Hebrew. All right. The word for prayer in Hebrew is heat palel. As I just told you, heat palel. That's the way to say prayer in biblical Hebrew. The word for prayer in Hebrew is rooted in the word palal, which means to judge oneself. And as I explained, God is the only person you know you can't lie to. He knows everything. Hence, every time you pray to the creator, to the divine force, you are forced to be truthful. Makes no sense even attempting to lie to him because he knows everything about you. He knows who you really are. That's the one person then that you can't lie to because he knows who you are. Now watch this. The word for pray is in the heat palel verb stem, which again denotes any action that the subject of the sentence is doing to themselves. So what are we saying? If the Hebrew word for prayer is in the heat palel sense, which means I'm doing something to myself, then what do you think that means? It means when we pray, the Hebrews say, we pray into ourselves. The Hebrew word for prayer, heat palel, actually tells us that we are not praying to something outside of us in the sky, but we are praying to something that dwells within us, i.e., we are praying to ourselves. The very way to say prayer in Hebrew, one of them, the main ways, is heat palel. And because palal is in the heat pael verb stem, which denotes any action the subject is doing to themselves, that means the Hebrew word for prayer means that we are praying to ourselves. So if I'm praying to God, but I'm praying to myself, then I'm saying that the God that I worship, the God that I honor, the God that I serve dwells within me, which then means I share in that experience that we call God, which then means I am a manifestation of what we call God, which then means I am a part of what we are calling God. 